0: They're all saving one, or most of them most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth and he gets the run away through the onside. And Somerset have won! They've won the Royal London One Day Cup.
1: Hello, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd. Joining me this morning, I've got Dan Kingdom, the voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset, and a very special guest off of the telly, the Sky at Nights Professor Chris Linter. Chris, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, did you catch the game Thursday night, and what were your your thoughts about it?
2: I did, Thank, thanks for having me It was nice to have two excuses to watch what turned out to be a, a really convincing win It was a, a strange game, I thought Both innings started with the pessimist in me getting the upper hand and We were being whacked all over the ground before um, there was an intervention by a, a certain Somerset bowler And then we managed to lose those two early wickets But it turned out my blood pressure should have been nice and level throughout And, and we won reasonably easily, I thought
1: you should have seen the state of Somerset social media. Me and Dan, we love the state of Somerset social media. Anthony and Steve does as well when he's uh, when he's here. But after three overs, it was, oh, sack the coach. The bowlers aren't good enough. And then, as you said, the greatest player in the world came on. Two wickets in that uh, fourth over, getting rid of Livingston, getting rid of Davis. I missed it all because I took my... Had to. Uh, well, I didn't have to, but I chose to take my... Uh, three-year-old daughter up as a, as a treat so she could meet Stumpy. you didn't see Brian this time around but uh well I was taking her for a wee in that over so I, I missed that so I had to, <laughs> to get on on uh, on Sky Go to to catch up and, and see what happened but yeah 184 is not well very rarely enough at Taunton is it Anthony?
0: No it's um it's, it was probably below par, I think. I, I, I mean, I, with that short boundary on the Somerset stand side, you'd, you'd have thought par was around about to 200, and the way Livingston was going, it would have been 250 <laughs> if it hadn't have been for Van der Merve's uh, uh, intervention. I, I, I'm very much like Chris. I was pretty pessimistic the first couple of overs when they were going, uh, going off like lightning, and um, it, it looked as if it was going to be a fairly typical Somerset batting collapse as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Dreadful shot that, that um, Hildreth played. <laughs> but but I, Tom, Tom Abel, I mean, he, you know, the moment he came in, he was timing the ball. And the strange thing is, I asked him afterwards, you know, um, how come are you in such good form when you only played um, one game of cricket in the last six weeks? And he said, well, I'm not. I, he said, I had the worst net I've ever had just yesterday. But he, he was just timing it right from the off. And, and it was the way he paced the innings so well. You know, he, he scored. The, I mean, apart from the quality of the stroke play, which was which was immense, but you know, he was he was he was keeping up with the required rate all the way through, so that they never, you know, it never. I think it got up to twelve, briefly, but then they had a big over and, and brought it back. But the, you know, as he was saying, they were always in the game, and and I thought it was, it was a, a masterly performance by, by Abel and, and B, um uh, my, my co-commentators uh, Mark Davis in particular were saying oh he's, he's, he's not in any sort of form he's holding it, holding it up and I said just just you wait he takes a yeah. bit of time to get going but once he goes he really does go and that's precisely what happened and uh, it, was, it was a terrific terrific performance a really good win against a, a side it has to be said that we're pretty depleted with uh, you know injuries and, and international call-ups and, and, and what oh, have you oh what but a he, shame what a shame. <laughs> Well we know what it feels like don't yeah, we? Yeah
1: we do know what it feels like but um, I did—I read a couple of pieces about the game that, that said that Tom Abel struggled when he first got to the crease and I thought that was I absolute nonsense I mean Dan, Dan I don't know what you thought about it but I just thought him and Smead they had this real synergy batting together they had a great understanding of, of dropping and running really working the boundary riders for twos and they just kept that run rate in check, knowing that they can score at sort of you can score at eleven twelve and over at Taunton really easily. Not well, or not easily, yeah, like, but it's manageable.
3: Yeah, I mean Abel knew what he was doing, I think. And I think early on it was Smeedy who found the boundary a bit more often. So Abel was sort of okay to, you know, give him the strike a bit. Um and yeah, as as Anthony said, it was we know with Abel he'll go through the gears. Um and he did it to great effect. Um, you know, he sort of found the boundary exactly when we needed it. There was a point towards the end where we hit think it was the 17th over we hit two runs off the first four balls um and I was thinking he's got to go big this ball and yeah it was the short short Somerset stand boundaries on the leg side and he was just straight into his slog sweep into the stand. I mean it's not really a slog is it it's quite a bit more elegant with Tom Abel but um you know he's got that shot now which is great he didn't really have it three years ago but you know he's really worked on on his T20 shots you know as well as obviously his scoop which is obviously one of his favorites but he can go offside he can go leg side you know, he's got all the options at the moment, and it's great to see. And he's in superb form, isn't he, in T20 cricket this season, with three fifties in four innings. He's, yeah, I, I was never really... Once he was in, I sort of didn't doubt too much that we would get, get the win um, in the end. Did he, did he
1: play any ramps or scoops? Remember when he got that hundred? He I no, I he was playing them for fun. Yeah. It was like every other ball he was he was knocking one over the keeper's head. But a few of the Lancashire Lam- players played them. Lammers played the the forward roll scoop, which is uh, which is I now say, I I think, I th- Sorry,
2: Chris. I think that thing of I think that thing of you know, A people say Abel didn't seem to be informal, was struggling when he first came in. It's partly because the tone of the match got set by Livingston who mm-hmm. was hitting sixes from the off, and you know, once you I think once the, once you've seen that mm-hmm. from your the first batter on either side, then everyone else gets compared to that, and of course that's not Abel's game, and and he was playing he was playing. Um, to be there at the end, which he managed. And and I think that that's easy to miss when you've got somebody who's come out and and hit fireworks for a few overs early early on.
1: Yeah. Reminded me of that knock that he played against, uh, was it Glamorgan, last year at home, where he got a similar sort of score, 70-odd off about 40-odd balls, without ever seeming to try and hit the ball in anger. Everything was just beautifully timed off the middle of the bat. As you said before, running the twos hard, dropping and running, Shots that Tom Banton and James Hildreth
0: uh, played weren't particularly clever, were they? Banton just doesn't seem to know how to play at the moment. You know, he was he was sort of caught in two minds again as to whether to you know go all out for the shot or j- just wait a bit and, and get his eye in. And and Hildreth, well, Hildreth, that's the way he plays t twenty. He just goes for broke right right from the start. Sometimes it comes off. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm. The technique was <laughs> just not there, was it? It was it was an <laughs> ugly shot. It
1: wasn't a it wasn't a it big was shot a that he played yahoo correctly yahoo. and got got done by a good ball. It yeah, as you say, a, a wild yahoo. Tom Lammerby was another one we briefly touched on. There was a a period where he was slow to get going, and I think uh, he was facing one of their spinners on the Trez Pavilion end, and he he'd been dotted up three balls in a row. And he just seemed to just take a moment, get himself together, and say that he needed to be there at the end and I think that's a real big, good sign for me for lammers because he's he's been in and out of form this year. I think he's ever quite been in form or he was obviously out of form massively at the start of the county championship but he's he's we've seen sort of green shoots from him, and then he's kind of gone back into his shell a bit uh, we obviously also had the the great innings against Gloucester for the final. A group game. Do we think now he's finally cracked it, or
0: is, is there still uh, still going to be more inconsistency to come from uh, from Tom? I think he has cracked well, it Well I, I, I'd have him in my side for uh, for the Nottinghamshire game, um, not least because if Gregory isn't fit to bowl, um, his, I thought he bowled really well, uh, Tom lambert You know, I think he was given one one over too many. I think it would be better to have taken him off after three. Because he went for a few in the last over, mm-hmm. but he, you know, bowling that full length that he that he was on on the stumps, not offering the batsman any width, mm-hmm. I thought it was a very intelligent piece piece of bowling. And he seemed to me, you know, there were one or two quicker deliveries that, that were the quickest thing I've seen seen him bowl. Um, so, I mean, uh, the Gloucester innings was actually very similar to to the innings um, on Thursday, because if you remember, he was very slow at the start of that as well. And they appeared to be miles behind where they needed to be and then in the last three or four overs he just took the Gloucestershire uh, bowling apart and he did very much the same on on Thursday so I I think he's uh, I think he's pretty much back to his best if and with his bowling a little bit better than the best we've seen up up, to date so I'd certainly have him him in the side against Notts.
2: We we needed that bowling as well because the bowlers yeah, <laughs> had a, a pre, they had a pretty mixed night, didn't they? I mean, obviously yeah. everyone's uh, paid attention to Van der Merwe and his celebrations, but and I thought Davy was good too, um, but the others looked pretty off. Ben Green would look, struck me; he looked exactly like a sulking schoolboy for most of it, <laughs> like annoyed with himself and annoyed with the world. I
1: think. Yeah, and we obviously missed Craig Overton bowling those three up top in the power play economically and picking up wickets as well, but if Lewis Gregory's not going to be fit to bowl tomorrow, that really does enhance Lamberty's chances of selection and you've not um, you've not heard anything then, Anthony, about whether he'll be no, recovered have, no, or I, No, I've I've not heard anything. And there's there's nothing on the website yet. No, I did check just before I come on for any uh, squad news but uh but it's not there. And just go back to <coughs> sorry, a bit of a frog in my throat this morning. Go back to what you said about the, the bowlers, Chris. I think when you've got Green, you've got Brooks, you've got Davy, they're all similar sort of paces, right arm over, not massive variations at all. So sometimes you, you do need that that left arm over option uh, just to mix things up a little bit and stop the batsman uh batsman getting settled. So Roloff is now a GIF or GIF, <laughs> however you what you, you want to pronounce it. Uh, from that incredible celebration, I'm surprised he didn't pull a muscle when he uh, <laughs> when he caught Liam uh, caught and bowled Liam Livingston, but um, he's the type. He, I know we wax lyrical about Roloff and we can't do it enough, but he is the type of player that you just want in your side week in week out. Just such yeah. a gutsy
3: performer, isn't he, Dan? He just yeah, across all formats, you know, he's a. He bats, he bowls, he fields, and he's extremely passionate. You know, yeah, every side in the country needs a roll-off, I think. Um, and, I mean, something something that struck me as remarkable was the fact that before the other night, he only had 13 T20 wickets at Thornton, which is mad. That's 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 in, what, five or six seasons. I think it's, it's sort of, somehow, it's sort of been unnoticed. He doesn't really take many T20 wickets at home. He takes takes a lot of them away. Um but yeah, he, he stood up exactly when we needed him to the other night. Um, I mean, it's to, to get Livingston and then also Davis. Yeah, that was. You know, everybody, was huge. Well, not
1: everybody forgets it, but it's just as important a contribution to get if you're getting
3: Davis early as well. He's another dangerous yeah. player. Exactly, yeah. Bahannam was going quite well. You know, he got rid of him. That was yeah. um and something and and Luke Wells was the other one who made absolutely zero effort. That was weird. That yeah, Banton's practically juggling it behind the stumps and yeah.
1: he's just going <laughs> I've not heard the bells come it's... off yet. I must be out in a minute. Is that it... oh, I probably
3: could have got back. And it's it's a bit like sometimes batsmen screw it up in the air and you know, they they're like, Oh no, I'm gonna get caught and they yeah. sort of jog the single, but then they get dropped and they could have run a two, you know. It's just yeah. little things like that which often just Batters just get wrong. Um, yeah, I I couldn't
1: run out like that. My partner hit one. Dolly, the biggest Dolly you'd like to cover. I was like, I oh, will cross. He's dropped it, picked it up, pinged it into the keeper and run me out. Yeah. So yeah, but you you're absolutely right. It's like when when batters don't dive to get mm. in for a run out. Absolutely or, crazy. Or when
2: people aren't sharp in the field, and that's another mm. thing we did really well on Thursday. Yeah. I thought, particularly in the second half of their innings, where they got. We'd, we've talked about the top of it but at the end of the, the Lancashire innings they got pretty much stuck and it was partly because we were flinging ourselves around the field and turning twos into one and, and, and saving yeah. boundaries and so on I thought that that made a huge difference because you know, that, that that probably reduced the target from 200 to 180 whatever it was um, and, and we might have needed that
1: Yeah, real young athletic side we've got in the field at the moment We look, the likes of Abel Smead Lamanby all throwing themselves around the effort that Lambert's made for that one in the sort of second or third over, diving away in front of the Somerset stand. Just you needed an Overton or Delanger for that one, just an extra, an extra couple of inches. So it's an all South uh, affair at Finals Day. Sussex are my favourites. Uh, we've got so we got Hampshire in the semi because you did a bit of detective work down and discovered that it was all predetermined with no draw or we anything should, um- like that. Uh, So we've got Hampshire and then it'll be Sussex Kent. Do we know what order we're in yet? Yeah, we're first, aren't we? Oh, we're first, first, are we?
3: Oh, okay. For the first time ever, we are first on Finals Day. We've always been second before.
1: Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, tickets go on sale via the Edgbaston website on Friday, is it? Friday the 3rd? Yeah. And we've got the princely total of 600 tickets allocated in a stadium that holds twenty-five
3: thousand people it is an outrage it's ridiculous outrage. it's just the, the ecb have they've been getting this wrong for years and for some reason they still haven't changed it and the, the, the counties need to be putting them under pressure i guess and you know cricket fans need to put them under pressure you know, there is the cricket supporters association which everyone should join um i think it's quite new i mean maybe it's going for a few years but it's still relatively new and probably needs numbers i think so um that's worth joining because you know, it is it is ridiculous, and you know, maybe writing to them, the Cricket Sporters Association, might be a way of trying to, and then they can put pressure on the ECB to increase it because it is just ludicrous when it's a capacity of what twenty five thousand.
2: So, so, so are they are they expecting what twenty three thousand newly converted Birmingham Phoenix fans to turn <laughs> up? Is that is that what the rest of the stadium is?
1: So I think you've got you've got the drinkers, you've got the cricket fans who go every year. Yeah. And then you've got the 2,400 tickets that are allocated to the counties, which I think I worked at is 9.6% of the whole capacity of the venue. But Even if they said to the counties, you've got 3,000 and you've got a week to sell them or 10 days to sell them, they would sell them, mm. the majority of them would, and any unsold would get sold to your partygoers and your, your drinkers anyway. So... For me, it, it seems just daft that once again the ECB is is putting the county fan at the uh, the very um, back of their their thoughts when it comes to their
3: their priorities. Yeah, I, it, and you it, can't even no, I you mean you can't it, sit together either because well you can't if you're a group of three or more you can't sit you can't necessarily sit together because you can only buy two two tickets per mm. member in that Because you're a wicked ticket tout,
1: Daniel, and you'll be outside Edgbis then <laughs> yeah. going buy and sell, buy and sell, buy and sell. Yeah, again, a- absolutely, absolutely mental. I mean, it, surely it cannot be beyond the wit of man to say, "Right, well, I want to buy tickets for these members. And then you put in four or five membership numbers, and then they just check it against the database and go, yep, they're all current Somerset members,
3: absolutely fine. Buy your tickets, off you go. Yeah, but they don't care. These people simply do not care no. because they don't need to care because yeah. they just want to fill the ground. They know they'll fill the ground regardless. They don't care about the experience of spectators on the day. Yeah. Like, it's re- irrelevant to them. Yeah. so it's, it's all about uh, having a big crowd for TV, so it looks good on TV. And TV yeah. is where the money is. They want so. people. They
1: want people to drink. Basically, that's what, that's yeah. all they want.
3: I mean, I, I mean,
1: let's put our cars
3: on the table. Somerset
1: will make a hell of a lot of money across the bar on a T Twenty evening. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's that's the way it's going at the moment. Anthony, you look like you're getting ready to go somewhere today. Do you want to tell us about your uh, your incredible weekend that you you've, you're having at the minute?
0: I'm this will make you jealous, you listeners. listeners. This will make you very we'll get jealous. Get back to the bus bar- to orchards and cider, and the British Cider Championships at the uh, Boston and West Country Festival. This is the third day, and I'm beginning to feel the strain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you
1: poor, sad. you <laughs> poor thing, Anthony. Be out in the sunshine in the beautiful countryside of, of the West Country, drinking not just cider but the very best cider that the country is,
0: has to yeah. offer. Absolutely, absolutely. There's some very, very good ciders there as well, but um, <laughs> I've got to do sort of tutored cider tastings and all sorts of other things, so I, I can't actually imbibe too much.
1: Tutored. Oh, this the is the old the swill and spit day. kind of job, is it? <laughs> yeah, I, just, I was going to
2: say, the important thing is that the hole in the glass is at the top, and then you lift <laughs> it. Those, those are the key points, right? I, there, may, there may be more, but... <laughs>
0: But uh, yeah, it's been great fun and um, good crowds as well, and a lot of lot of Somerset cricket people coming up and saying, "Oh, wasn't that a good game on Thursday night?" <laughs> <laughs> didn't you know? Didn't I enjoy it? it was a fantastic experience. Yeah,
1: and things. a great atmosphere as well. It was, it was a wonderful atmosphere. One thing we've it, not it? mentioned yet it was that the first full house back at Taunton since restrictions yeah. have lifted. Yeah, and it
3: probably was, was, was. It was quite, it was
1: probably, quite emotional as well. Yeah.
3: You know, it's just it, it was. Great to be back after all these months—well, almost yeah, more than a year—of you know no real full houses at Taunton. Yeah, it was great. What, for what,
0: what struck me about it was the sheer passion that there was in, in the crowd on, on Thursday night, uh, as compared with the hundred, which is which is a spectacle mm-hmm. and you know and a very and a very exciting spectacle as well. But the 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 passion, the the commitment, you know, is. Just isn't quite isn't there with, with the hundred. Oh, it you, is can't, just, you can't you
1: can't say that, Anthony. Those Southern Brave fans have been waiting over four <laughs> weeks to win a trophy. Come on, you you need to feel their pain. That trophyless month was agony for them.
0: <laughs> no, it was it was it was absolutely great. Right. I did and see a few hundred
1: all... shirts and caps dotted around the crowd. I nearly reported them to a steward, but I feel better of
0: it.
2: Now, come on, that, that's, our, that's our new audience. You say, that's what, four or five people who've come to Somerset? Yeah, that's go, true. I I so we'll, we'll take that. But uh, yeah. I like lots of the media coverage. I, I saw in at least two places had us had Taunton as the spiritual home of the blast. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that there was something about a big night at Taunton with a Somerset win being what the competition sort of needed or deserved or, or, or a way to illustrate what you're talking about, right? There couldn't yeah. be much difference than, than that ground and that team winning.
1: Yeah, I think as well. Absolutely, nothing beats the floodlit games at the smaller when the smaller grounds are bursting at the seams. That's when you get the atmosphere. You you don't lords and you know we we'll, we'll obviously sell out for things like World Cup finals and you will get the great atmosphere there. But occasionally they'll sell out for the for the London derbies, but very rarely do you do you see that sort of atmosphere because you because it's such a small ground, everyone's on top of the pitch. It's just phenomenal being chances, there.
0: Chelmsford's a bit. Chelmsford's. Pretty mm-hmm. good as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And Canterbury, of course, fantastic atmosphere. Was it always at, always yeah. at uh, Canterbury?
1: Did you see but Rob? Uh, Rob Key did a little um, vignette at the start of the, or was a promo for the coverage of Friday night's game. We're yeah. talking about the uh, the lifting the chairs around and going. Oh, it's great! C- check it out on Twitter. It's uh, I've got a lot of time for Rob <laughs> Key. I always felt as well doing the bits that I caught of the hundred, that he was having ever so slight little digs. Uh, the hundred i can't remember specific <laughs> examples but there was always just a little undertone in his voice where he started going i'm only here for the money and this is absolutely ridiculous and i hate it and i'd rather be watching county <laughs> cricket <laughs> so who's who's
0: leading the uh the cider board at the moment then anthony oh it's a devon cider uh, was the supreme champion made by um Alex Hill of Bolhays Cider at uh, Columpton. Alex has been around uh, a long time. He started the Vigo Cider equipment business back in Uh the late 1970s and he started making cider himself in about mid 1980s and uh, it's a... a, I was slightly surprised that the judges chose it. It's it's a dry dry cider and it is really quite dry. It's it's not at all like Thatcher's Gold I should say. Oh nothing's like Thatcher's (laughs) Gold. The opposite end of the cider (laughs) spectrum. (laughs) Or perhaps the opposite end of the spectrum from Thatcher's haze, but um, which is which is pretty sweet, and this yeah. is pretty dry. But it's it's a good cider. yeah. Good luck to him. It's a very popular winner. So we've
1: given Alex a a free plug there. So I'm expecting several crates to turn up to the Roloff <laughs> and the Merva Pavilion in the next few days. But uh, congratulations. Good. It's a, glad it's a Devon cider. Yeah. Three quarters of us would be glad it's a Devon cider. Right. So the reason we're recording at, uh, on Sunday morning, I feel a bit like the old cricket writers on TV with Paul Allott, is that this is our best window to get something out to you before the county championship kicks off again in earnest. Nottingham the side from Trent Bridge, Nottinghamshire, uh, at the Cooper Associates County Ground. 11 a.m. start, bank holiday Monday. It all starts again, and this is the business end of the season. Dan, have you selected a side?
3: Uh, I have a I have a shell of a side. I have a side which includes, I think it's I've got seven certainties. So that's Davis, Abel, Hildreth, Lammanby, Delanger, Davy, and Leach. Yeah. But the rest of the side is just completely up in arms because we don't know if Azar's going to be available. Mm-hmm. We don't know if Goldsworthy's going to be available. Although I'd assume not. Um, and then we've just got the dilemma of, do we pick Smead, do we pick Bartlett, do we pick Banton, do we pick yeah. Green, um, do we pick Byram? Unlikely, I think. Um, do we pick Gregory as a batsman? Um, who's the third seamer? You know, is Gregory going you know, to hit the yeah. bowl? So it is, it's very difficult. I think at the moment I've got Davis opening and it's Abel 3, Hildjard 4, Lamanby 5, although Lamanby may end up at 6. It yeah. may be that he stops in at 5. And... Oh, or maybe it's Bartlett, Five, Smeed, Six, Lambeau, Seven, uh, and then although although if ha- if Azar's not available, does Smead open? Or does Lambeau open? So I'm not sorry. I'm loving
1: your I flow chart Dad. Up. It's it's like if Smead then here we're down about to about seventy four levels now. It's like it's if Goldsworthy's fit and Smead isn't, then <laughs> Smeed opens it a bit. Then if Lewis can bowl, then I agree. I mean, There's lots honestly- lots of balls in the air, lots lots of plates to spin. I mean. I stick Will Smead into open for this game on the proviso yeah. that he, if he fails, well, we wouldn't have had a better, a better option and Azarale would be in for the next game anyway. If he succeeds, then you've got a fantastic problem that you need to solve with the batting order. So for me, it's it's a win win to have Smead opening. in. I think Abel Hildreth. Oh. I'm going to go Bartlett. We've actually no, got to fit. Not Bartlett.
3: No? Not Bartlett. No. He's not in any sort of form. Well, he scored a century for the second eleven, didn't he? And, he, and with yeah. that century against Leicester, that might tip him back into the side again. A few weeks ago, I said no, he won't play. But with Azar not being around, that might open up a spot for him. That's what I reckon could happen. Well, I think I think ch-
0: if if Goldsworthy's not fit, then yeah, um, mm, he, would, um, he would come in for for, for Goldsworthy. Um, and I've got Smead and Lambe sort of interchangeable. Either opening with Davis. Or coming in at number six, mm-hmm. I'd play Gregory even even if he can't bowl, because I think he's you know he's he's, um, he's he's a very he's an integral part of the of the team you know, um, and I think we we have to play Jack Brooks, um, assuming again that Gregory can't can't bowl, uh, and uh, I would always have Roloff van der Merwe, in my uh, in my side, and and Josh Davy selects himself. Deter Marchant uh, March de Marchant Delanger. So my my team would be very, very similar to Dan's and, and yours in. Yeah, and I'm
2: I'm on board too. I, I I'm slightly more sure that I want Smeed in. I think he's in form, admittedly not with the Red Ball, but I think you know, that you at this stage of the season picking players who, who are playing well right now is good. So so Smeed has to be in, I think. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'd go for uh, Roloff as well. So so I'd add add him in. And um, yeah, Brooks and and I'm not so sure about playing Gregory if he can't if he can't bowl. I mean, he's a useful bat, but do we need that slot for somebody? We might regret not having an extra bowler there. I can't um,
0: think of a ba- I can't think of a better batsman, you know, than than Lewis Gregory, who who would be available. I would I wouldn't pick Bartlett ahead of of uh, of Gregory and Pick Tom Banton either
2: ahead of. I was going to say Banton on on lifetime, right? But for is he that far out of form? It's not worth trying to get him back in for the for the rest of the championship. I mean, Banton hitting the ball well would be invaluable for the next four games. No, he
0: did
2: He's play. play
1: was Hampshire his Banton's last championship game? Hampshire at mm, home. Yes. Yeah, he played really well. Um, coming in when we were we were in a bit of trouble there, so
3: yeah. The first thing is he has got
1: forty five, yeah, something like that. And yeah. I think I think he's a bit judging him opening in white ball cricket versus coming in in the middle order. I think he's he is good enough. You know, he's not just a, a, a mindless slogger. I think the the mm. the shot he played on Thursday and the form he's he's been in with the white ball is you. Are, you are under pressure to go hard at the top of the order in. Especially in T Twenty cricket and the other thing, so you are going to get. You it is possible to get a run of low scores, um, even when you're in good form. If you, yeah. you know, he's getting good balls, but I, I think he is sound enough.
0: He, he, he just look at what he did or didn't do in the hundred, though. You got eighty-eighty-six mm. runs in eight innings. I think it think it was, and he, mm. you know, it's no yeah, sort of form. i just said if he's got. I mean, I'm, I'm a great fan of Tom and um, but I just, I just think he's, his mind's a bit scrambled at, at, at the moment, and I think we've got better options. And Gregory would be a Gregory's a big game player. Uh, I think we. Sorry. Yeah, go on. Uh, I, I'm going to have to, have to go uh, in just a minute. The only other thing I want to say is uh, this is going to be a very tough game against Moss. Yeah. You know, they're they're a very good side. You look at you look at their, uh, the batting averages of their sort of uh, of their top order. And compare them. I mean, Hamid won't be playing, but Slater's averaging 42. Duckett, 39.58. Mullaney, 37.6. Joe Clark's a very, very good player. Um, you know, there, it's, it's going to take some winning this. And it wouldn't surprise me if we get a fairly flat pitch at, uh, at Taunton. Uh, and, uh, you know, Somerset, maybe with the points advantage that they've got, would be happy with a um a draw high scoring draw with plenty of bonus points i don't know but um i don't think we're going to see a particularly sporting pitch i think wickets are going to be quite hard to come by yeah
1: it was a criticism that was leveled against them in the group stage wasn't it that they were happy to play for draws and we didn't really see the the spicy pitches that made good cricket. I think the the Leicester game. I felt so sorry for you. And was it Richard Ray sat in the commentary box? Just uh, oh, something's <laughs> going to happen in a minute. Something will happen. It's a dot ball. Yeah, just left it alone. Yeah, something oh, interesting's going to happen in a, a minute. A like that. Yeah. Oh, I anyway, think Would it be Dave Bracegirdle down with you uh, tomorrow then? Yep, we're on from uh, eleven o'clock. Bracegirdle um, always pictures some industrial strength Victorian ladies'
0: underwear in my mind when I hear the word Bracegirdle. You think he's in... <laughs> He's, he's a good lad, and he served uh, with the RAF at um, Chivener So he's oh North uh, Devon. Played, played, played for Bronson. Oh yes, just down uh, the road. a lot of cricket in, uh, in, in North Devon. He, yeah, he's a good. Player.
1: Yeah, enjoy forward. listening today. that right, so. the cider
0: calls. Oh, the I
1: cider calls. Mean... Ten o'clock in the morning, Anthony. You've got a problem. Come on.
0: <laughs> well, I've, I've got to get there. To... Oh, fair anyway, enough. But... Good to see you. Yeah, you want to pop um, along to, to the Bath and yes, West Country
1: soon. Show to see Anthony this afternoon? He'll be in the cider tent, hopefully uh, perpendicular and not horizontal. <laughs> Cheers Anthony. <laughs> Hope to Thanks, see you bye. Yeah.
2: Bye. But just ju- just to come back on that, Nottinghamshire, if I'm right, have carried very few points forward, right? So they, they will they Correct. kind of they need they they did very well in in the, the first round of, of matches in general, but not against the other side that went through for their group. So they'll be pretty desperate to get going with a win if they've got any hopes of winning this, I
1: would yeah, say. Warwick should beat so, them twice, didn't they? Yep. That's not, right,
2: yeah. It, and I think I think those might have been the only two games they lost as well. So um, they've had the opposite. We we wanted Hampshire to go through, mm. which favoured us. They must have been desperate for Warwickshire not to make it. But so so Nottinghamshire, yeah, you know, who are on suddenly on form in 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 Red Bull, will will need to get a win out of this somehow. And I I think they'll they'll take risks to do that because a yeah, draw so. with only three games left doesn't really put them any way mm-hmm. useful.
1: Yeah, it's a good point, Chris. So the division one table, well, as it stands, with just the points carried through from the group stages, Warwickshire twenty one, Somerset eighteen and a half, Lancashire sixteen and a half, Hampshire eight and a half, Knotts, as you say, Chris, down the bottom on five, and then Yorkshire four and a half. So yeah. I think it's one point that sort of slipped my mind as well, is that this isn't a new division starting. This is this is already partially sorted out and knots being 14 points behind us and 15 behind Warwickshire will need to start picking up some wins to uh, to get themselves up that table especially if they don't want to end, it, end up in Division 2 next year <laughs> but that's another <laughs> uh, conversation
2: well you'd normally pick them I mean they they they're the, they were the form side I think Yorkshire on paper and on results mm-hmm. look like a great side yet weirdly they're at the bottom of the of the table because yeah. of who happened to go through so um yeah, you know, we don't I don't want to start another seventeen podcast run of discussing whether that's a good idea or not. But um you, but, but but that's where we are. So it's 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 set up for an interesting round of matches, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um let's uh, we've not had a great deal of listeners questions this week. We'll just uh um uh, right, uh, one just came in this morning from Richard Friedman. Who do we think is gonna finish in the top three? Uh, obviously Somerset are gonna win.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Goes, I think Lancashire looks strong. Yeah. Um I I think we can rule out Hampshire just on balance, I think. Yeah, they're they're probably the weakest in this group. Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, and Watch have got that advantage at the start as well, haven't they? Um but they don't look that strong to me. You know, Knots look stronger, even though Watch beat them obviously both times. So I think if I had I would maybe say Somerset Lancashire and Knotts, I think. Yeah
1: i go with that Yorkshire are going to have Sibley back obviously true Do we yeah care? i think i
2: think yorkshire have got a chance of coming through to at least to talk if we're doing top three i think I, I i'll go to somerset lancashire and yorkshire um and i yeah i i we will find a way to come second I i believe i to all your optimism i think somehow there'll be you know a flash flood in the last game, or yeah. you know, people firing crossbows again, or, or, or something will happen. Um, uh, but no, I think I, I'm just mostly I keep looking at the table and being pleased that Essex aren't in it. Oh yes, uh, I, think I, think I think that's, that's the best feature that. of the divisional system so far. <laughs> um, is that we're not going to get picked by Essex? But but yeah, um, <coughs> did it go down to the last game with us versus Warwickshire as a decider? They'd have to outperform what you're saying, Dan, right? Um, well,
3: yeah, I didn't, I didn't put them in my top three, but yeah, it, it, with the advantage they've got, it does look like it, you know if they play well, it could be a decider in that last game, and it could be absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah. So what are there? So it's uh, maximum twenty-four points, so that's ninety-six points to play for over the four games. So it could all look very, very different come uh, come this time next month, and also the the last round is going to be unaffected by international call-ups, so York IPL could... up,
3: though. How is it? Yeah, the, I think some players will be off to the IPL at that point. Hopefully none of our
2: players. But Don't um... tell John
3: Cleese that. He would not be liking yeah. that if uh, Tom Banta goes off
2: to the IPL. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, Dan, because I saw this morning um, one of the, the lower division games is, is off because of a COVID scare. Yeah. I think it's Surrey-Durham. What? what are, you must have read the regs what, what are the rules if a game gets called off
3: I believe in that group it will be decided by points per game so Surrey and Durham will only play three games now most likely um, right. so it will just be you know, um, points per game for that group only but thankfully it doesn't really matter because obviously it's Division 2 is But that, you know,
1: is that a Covid in the Surrey camp or the Durham camp Surrey Surrey have got about seven hundred players on their books. I know. How I can know. they? How can they not put a team out?
3: I'm surprised. It's literally have they literally lost everyone? I don't know. Unless, saw,
1: unless they, they all had a great big orgy last night, the whole <laughs> yeah. Surrey squad, all
3: fifty of them or whatever, they I, surely they can put a side out. I saw someone on Facebook. This might be wrong. I saw someone on Facebook on like a, a group county cricket group say that they have twenty four players available. I don't know if that's right or not. If they have twenty-four players available, then I don't see why the game needs to be called off. But I mean, I mean to be honest, bad. I think that yeah, must I mean, be wrong, Surely, if they got that many players available, because remember Kent had to play that a couple of T20s with a decimated team, and yeah. they can had to bring in players and stuff. You know, he played a championship game of bringing in loads of random second team players. So, sorry, we, what's sorry.
1: what's the difference between Kent and Surrey? What is the difference between <laughs> Kent and Surrey? Can anybody think? Can anybody think? I mean the things as well. Is it, it, it's a Division Two game, so it's, it's going to have no bearing on the championship. So stick a, you know, some under nineteens in, as well as yeah. some of the forty yeah. odd squad players that you got. You need to look at their side in the Royal London to see how strong they were.
3: Unsurprisingly, the game is at uh, Chester Street. So maybe Surrey thought, oh, actually, we don't, we don't think we're going to win at Chester Street. So we'll just uh, <laughs> get away with no match. So it's played by points per game because they, if they. They probably rather have no match and it go to points per game than play the match and lose. I think that probably works out better for them. Yeah, I'm not not to be a conspiracy theorist, but you know that could be part of the what what's going on. oh no, that was all going
1: on in the Devon League this weekend. Exeter called a game off uh, with COVID, and they their game. I forget who they were playing, but it had sort of ramifications at both ends of the Devon Premier League, and the league said no, you've got to play it that's the only one that they've said throughout the whole the whole COVID uh, ruined summer that they've come back to a side and said no you've got to play it and extra <laughs> uh, lost and they got relegated so that, mm-hmm. that could be a juicy one not uh, obviously not as interesting, I don't, th- yeah, I don't think Exeter's squad is quite as big as Surrey's well it probably is but not on the terms of professional players that could uh, fulfil a county championship fixture uh, who else have we got uh uh, Andy Cleave wouldn't be a uh wouldn't be a podcast of that question from Andy. Looking ahead to the championship game against Knots, if Lewis is carrying a niggle, which means he can't bowl, as that thing selection was, we'd pick him solely as a batsman. Yeah, I think mm. we agree he will play solely as a batsman,
3: but hopefully. Well, I don't know if he will. I don't know. I think it's difficult. I said I think it's really difficult. I think there are so many unknowns. I don't think we can really predict the side at all. Think, to be honest. I think, in
1: terms of experience, you'd want him in there. Because he has played some great innings over the years, really dug us out of some yeah. holes. I mean,
2: he had a century against
3: Hampshire, didn't he? A few games
2: ago yeah. in the
1: championship. So, yeah. just, it, just it, dep-
2: of it sort of depends what the niggle is for me, right? If he's in, yeah, you know, if it, if it's, you know, he's tweaked a finger and can't bowl, but is basically fine, then, then maybe. But if it's something that's hurting him, then, that's not really going to be helped by four days. Uh or two two days running around the field and, and, and so on. Do, do, the games are gonna come fast, and I'd rather have him fully fit for the second game than than re niggled if that's if that's the right technical yeah. phrase for, for, for the next match.
1: I mean he looked look fine in the field to me Thursday night. He's obviously played all of the, the games in the other competition just as a batsman, so whatever whatever this mysterious niggle is, it's a, back that, injury, isn't it, it's a back injury, yeah, so I presumably yeah. that, that it's the doctors have given him the the okay to play but just not to bowl so I hope they trust their judgement Steve uh, what's the latest with Lewis Goldsworthy's availability and has Azar Ali landed yet Um, not sure what flight Azar's on and uh, he has landed he's landed is he so is he Uh, in a quarantine at the moment
3: yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. All I know is he's in the country. He put a, a thing on his Instagram story with all the shirts laid out on his bed, all the summer, all his Somerset shirts ready to go. So he's obviously, you know, arrived at wherever his accommodation is, and he's been given all the shirts. Um, okay. Yeah, that was a few days ago. So hopefully he'll be available tomorrow. So but yeah, so we he, don't really know.
1: Could the be in be. What's the? Yeah, I suppose it depends where he's flown from, hasn't it? If he's come directly from the Caribbean or yeah, gone home to Pakistan first and then come out, there'll be different. Uh, different quarantine regulations for those different two countries, but yeah, there's not been a big splash saying that he will be available tomorrow. Are you refreshing the Somerset website just like me, Dan? <laughs> not not right now, no, but
3: uh, I will be.
1: Let's have a quick look that. Ah, oh, nothing yet. Refresh. <laughs> so we just do this for an hour until the, until they put this. this is
2: the magic behind the scenes. Then you edit out for two hours.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> Breaking news segment <laughs> once again, um, but Ellie would clearly be a big. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm. Ge- I. I was listening to you. You lot discussing it when he signed, and initially it's like, oh, okay. But um, I, I'm getting more excited about the idea of him playing for us. I think. I think it's exactly what we need, and you can. He, he just needs a couple of big games, and it will make all the difference. I think.
3: Yeah, exactly. He can play in yeah. which maybe others perhaps not can't, but. You know he, he, you know, he played an in innings against Knotts in 2019, against Ashwin. You know, he gritted it out, scored 65 runs off about 150 balls, you know, and that won us the game, basically, in the end. You know, if he can do another innings or two like that, you know, that that will really add value um, to the side, I think. That yeah, and team. I think, you
2: know, I haven't looked... Hard at the stats, but he's also a player who, when he play, when he's in form, he's really in form. So it won't be one of those innings; it will be two or three in a row. I think he tends to do well in both innings and and and, and push on. So um, hopefully, he'll be running about with a trophy in in a month or so's time.
3: Yeah, I hope so. it will be great to see because you know we love Somerset, and um, you know he's really bought into the culture. So um, you know to, to, to see him help us with another trophy. Um, after you helped us do one before as well. would be amazing.
2: That's true. Um I wish that the listeners could see the intensity with which Ian is refreshing the Somerset <laughs> website. There was a question to, that to Mike
1: <laughs> well Mike Unwin sent us in a question. I'm just trying to find that down the timeline. I think it was something about could Roloff have run out the non striker when he caught Liam uh, oh, Livingston. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh yes he yes. could have, but I think you can only get one you can only get one batsman out of a delivery. Well, yeah, yeah. So exactly. if you if, obviously, if you, and, if and you, it would
2: have been caught, right? There's an order to them, right? So if you if you catch somebody and then run out the non-striker, and then the catch is given, it's the guy you caught that's out. I think
1: yeah. is that right? Yeah. No, I think I think you can.
3: I don't know actually. I
1: will
3: have to check. If it's caught, cool. that's it. Dead ball. End of the ball. That one's out. There's nothing else that can happen then. Because yeah, the,
1: the catch have... is complete when you're in control of the ball in your own movement. But let's say you catch number nine and you want to run out the number three backing up, you should be able to flick round and and run him out not obviously not with
3: not dismissing both batsmen but dismissing mm-hmm. well, if you make it look like you're dropping it and not in control of it, then maybe <laughs> never thought of that before.
2: Oh,
1: I don't know
3: oh right Can
1: you about, do it talk it, about these cells I'm gonna get Tom were...
2: Smith one second. If you weren't if you weren't sure that the batsman had hit it, you maybe a catch off the pad or something. You take the catch, and then you might as well go go for the run out. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like insurance then, right? Yeah, definitely. But it, it... but there's definitely a lot. This came up in a pub quiz not that long ago. And there's an order of dismissals, but if, yeah, if everything happens, then there's an order of precedence. I just can't remember what it is.
1: Yeah, like that. It. So yeah, so that's if, for example, the ball hits. Let's say the ball hits your pad and you'll be LBW, then it flicks onto the stumps, and then the keeper catches it, you're bold. So that that's right. that's that order of precedence. But yeah, so do you have the like this would be do you have the choice of running out the other batsman? Right, law thirty two caught.
2: We're gonna look brilliant when this happens, first ball <laughs> um, <laughs> tomorrow. So The entire crowd uh, will know exactly what's going on.
1: So the striker is out court if a ball well, that makes sense this is great podcasting having to
2: this is the equivalent of my day job of standing under cloudy skies telling people <laughs> what they would be seeing <laughs> if it was clear i think this might be the cricket equivalent
1: how is the world of astronomy at the moment then chris what's any you know we're,
2: we're, yeah, yeah no we're doing okay if you go out in the evenings you've got jupiter and saturn in the south which is fun um and yeah i think, think, think things are busy which is good um but nothing is allowed to happen for the next two days because I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be sitting at Taunton watching the cricket, drinking cider. So no, nothing in space <laughs> is allowed to happen until Wednesday. You just have to end. let
1: let Brian Cox deal with anything for a couple of days <laughs> while you while you, sure. you're away. Um, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to to read all of this uh, before I work out if you can uh, run the batsman out after you've taken a catch. That's not going to stop me trying, though. I mean, this is all about the the T20s. Can you jump over the line?
2: What 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 are you looking at? Are you oh, looking so this at? is
1: this is Tom Smith. So this is... You know what Tom Smith is, don't you, Dan? You must do. Uh, yeah, I don't have yeah. it, but he's a oh, guy I who knows about Tom the rules, he? Yeah, well, he's long dead now, but they, they've kept his name... Uh, yeah, so it's basically the laws and then it's interpretation of the laws. Mm. Uh, courts take precedence. It has already been stated in Law 30 that bold takes precedence over any other form of dismissal. Court is next in priority taking precedence over everything except bold. For instance, if the striker made an illegitimate second strike, this would mean he was out-hit the ball twice. However, if one of these was the bat and the ball was caught without being grounded, he would be out-caught. So it doesn't say... So this might be under...
2: It so caught was next, right? So if you're not yeah. bowled and you're caught, that's the next thing out.
1: So... This might be under dead ball. Right, I'm going to leave that now because this is... <laughs> <laughs> Just boring, boring. Every single we're boring both of our listeners at the moment. Ah, right. Um, do we have anything else? So yeah, we've not quite not really answered your question there, uh, Mike. Probably best to pop that one into John Holder on on Test Match Special. Um, do they still do that? I've not heard it this year. The, the you are the they usually bit. do it.
2: What they do it once a summer usually, yeah. and I haven't heard it this year either. Uh, uh, it
1: might. It might be in one of the books I've got. The, the books as well. Somebody might have already asked that question. I'll have a I'll have a look through my uh, my library. Uh, anything else we need to have a chat about? Uh, I think that's all the questions that we've got. One last refresh of the page. No squad well, information. We, should,
2: we we should mention Craig and the test. His, oh yes, his of course. His really performance in the test, shouldn't we? Because um, I yeah, it was great to to see some of that, and he. he he did well. But I hadn't realised he took more wickets in this test than his previous four put together. Um, Mm. I'd forgotten quite how rocky his early start was. But it was great to see him looking pretty much part of the setup. I know they'll have other players coming back but he he looked every inch Mm. a test player, I thought.
1: Absolutely. And I think he should be a shoe in for Australia as well. Because the last time we went to... Everybody says, oh, you've got to have a wrist spinner when you play in Australia. You've got to have extreme pace when you play in Australia our bowling attack when we went to australia and absolutely stuffed them last time okay alistair cook and everybody else was scoring millions of runs but it was anderson broad swan and then one of sort of finn bresnan tremlett or Panasar. so no extreme pace really apart from yeah. sort of finn and, and tremlett to a
3: degree and no wrist spinner and we won well, and also it's it's more height, I think, than pace yeah. in Australia, isn't it? Because the height gets the extra bounce. You know, players like Ken McGraw. You know, he wasn't fast, but he mm-hmm. was tall. You know, he got that extra bounce. Um, and yeah, I, I think Craig has to be ahead of, say, Sam Curran. And I think in the next Test, he has to be ahead of Sam Curran in the selection pecking order. And for Australia, he has to be ahead of him um, because oh, Craig is yeah. bowling as he did for some, as he's done for Somerset this season: pace, mm-hmm. hostile, accurate. You know, yeah, he he really did. As Chris said, he, he looked like part of the team, you know, and he he took a good slip catch as well. He's got a few handy runs. Yeah, I think they'll have seen the value in him, and I think they'll have realised, hang on, maybe Sam Curran, maybe Craig's a better version of Sam Curran, not not a left arm. Yeah.
2: But, no, but, but, really, but but, <laughs> but with the bats as well, like you say, because we were because <laughs> because it was a, a a good score in the first innings. England were collapsing, having a traditional England collapse, right? And if you look at the the first four all got runs, but then of the rest. Only Craig really contributed much, and this current England team needs people who can who can get a quick thirty or can 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 look like they're in rather than just scratching out some runs. So so that will have done him almost more good than the wickets, I would think. Um, it'd be difficult to drop him for the next one.
1: Oh, they'll, they'll find true. an excuse, Chris.
3: They'll find an excuse. <laughs> well, if
2: Wokes if Wooks and Wood are back, that sort
3: of creates uh, a bit of a cue. I, I think first I, we drop no, we'll not not for
1: me, Mark Wood. I I just don't rate him as an international bowler I don't uh, overseas I bro- white ball yeah but I don't think he's a test bowler I remember going back to Australia I remember there was an interview um, it was Aggers and Stuart Broad and he asked him so okay so what plan A then if, if it's swinging what's plan B if it's not swinging and he went no it's the other way around plan A is bowl line and length and dot them up and keep it really dry and then if it is swinging great that's plan B and then we look to exploit that and if that's the way they won last time by having tall as you said and tall good line and length bowlers in the mold of a certain Glenn McGrath who may have got one or two wickets all around the world especially a few in Australia that has to be the way to go not trying to you know go for your likes of your woods and your stones and your archers who are going to give you those those four balls every couple of overs keep them dry just keep it dry and put the pressure on them
3: yeah I and mean, with robinson as well can do it yeah robinson job. as well you know, he's, he's really true
1: right let's put our applications into the uh, ecb to be yeah, uh, the selection, selection, panel. selection panel hopefully <laughs> we, we the can. the get... other
2: good thing about the test was that it finished early which meant i got to watch the western storm yesterday mm-hmm. uh, so was that yesterday mm-hmm. um yep. i don't know if, dan you're you i know you watched some of them right? and it was it was quite a good game and Look, yeah. I mean, they, they won for starters and, and sort of held together by Luck who was really impressive and looked like she was playing a different game from everyone else
3: Yeah, I think she she's not had the best of seasons so she'll be happy with that yesterday, you know, it was a real captain's knock you know, match winning innings um, and to go with the win on Wednesday over Thunder, that means that Stormer now now um, one win away from getting to finals day, the Charlotte Edwards Cup because, because of the, there was a tie yesterday in Sunrisers versus Thunder uh, it came down to Sunrisers needing two off two off the last ball. And we really needed Sunrisers to at least get the one. And they did scramble the single. So that meant that Storm is all in Storm's hands now, pretty much. Um, there is a, there's some permutations with bonus points and stuff. And for the other group, because it's like the best second place team goes through. And if, Sto- or if Storm win without a bonus point, Northern Diamonds win with a bonus point, they'll be level. And it's, yeah, there's a lot of things that could happen. But basically, if Storm win tomorrow, they should be through the finals day, which would be a great achievement, considering they didn't start the season that well um, you know and the, yeah, then they've got every chance where is finals day
1: it's it ne- is it's at next Sunday Rose Bowl. Yep. It's yeah It's the
2: Rose Bowl next- I wonder if the I wonder if the I guess the Storm's allocation of tickets is about 600 <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear probably be about uh, yeah probably be about 6 knowing the ECB but uh, there we go um uh, what else uh, we got anything to say? Um, I, there was a great tweet from Annie Chave this week that I saw that uh, uh, basically alluding to the fact that thousands of county members donated their membership last year to keep their counties afloat and now we're seeing the, uh, the ECB Fat Cats taking this 2.1 million bonus. And there was a piece about Colin Graves in the Guardian basically defending it all, saying that Tom Harrison has saved cricket single-handedly mind Tom Harrison save cricket because you know he's always down my, down my club coaching the juniors and rolling the pitch single-handedly save cricket can't stand him cannot stand yeah. him Ugh. yeah let's get ourselves involved come on no, how do we put our candidacies up for these big jobs? I think we might just
2: have to take it over by force. I think. We'll just Absolutely. Leader, I mean, it, yeah. we should lead a West. Coast, you, I can imagine you at the head <laughs> of seven thousand Somerset fans after a particularly raucous T Twenty, or yeah. just march down, march, march to London, and demand satisfaction. This is where this is going to yeah. end. I think.
1: I think so. Well, joking aside, I mean, I've never known there to be this much of a schism between the the county members. And and the powers that be that it it's just diverging now with what what we want and what what yeah. the governing body is is doling out
3: to us. So it's, it's these people be... have never been liked, but they are more hated than ever now. I think yeah. you know, it's, yeah, they they are a poisonous brand, and I, I wonder if they realise that that the brand itself is just toxic. You know, everyone hates them for different reasons, really. <laughs> yeah. as well there's, there's lots of reasons to dislike them.
2: Uh, on the other hand, it has meant that. Fans like yourselves who have got together and started mm-hmm. doing things like this book because I'm more of a Somerset fan than I, I've ever been because I listen to you lot every week. Because suddenly, I you know, it gives me a sense of being in the club and being I don't get to Taunton very often. Um, and and so, you know, between you, there's the county cricket matters, people tweeting more about mm-hmm. their own counties and, and what's going on. I think social media has been around a while, there's been a bit this for a while but if you look five years ago there wasn't this much chatter and interest and fan-led mm-hmm. coverage of mm-hmm. uh, what uh, the championship I mean, the, the fans that went and then you went home and 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 you know maybe read the cricketer or something but I do think there is the it feels much more like you know the kind of healthy end of lower league football or something where you have a few th- maybe 10 20 thousand people who are passionate about their club and and who are building a community on that and I think in the long run that Will end up helping the counties, whatever whatever's going on in London and whatever's going on with the ECB. I think that sort of, well, we'll just do it ourselves. Attitude will will really help preserve the clubs. The, the trouble is, I think it's not all clubs, right? So, so there, uh, I, I'm sure there are passionate fans of every county, but but it's definitely unevenly distributed, not just over the, the big ground. So, um, you, you need the central stuff, but it but it, it's it's a good. It is fun. To be a county fan right now and having a common enemy is helpful sometimes. Yeah, what I'm trying to say It's
1: it's always fun, whether it's enjoyable fun, if that makes sense, is not always a yeah. we're ask, never ask always sure. We'll
2: yeah,
1: yeah it's just it's just actually struck me that we were at Warwickshire for finals day and then we come home and then we go back a couple of days later. Yeah, so. Yeah, it could be a busy trip up and down the M5 for a lot of Somerset supporters. I can't make it to finals day.
3: Oh, no. My,
1: my son okay. had the had the audacity to be born on the 18th of September four years ago. Not uh, four years ago, seven years ago. Um, so, yeah, so unfortunately I shall be uh, down at the village hall supervising uh, him and his uh, sister's joint birthday party on the 18th of September. Because... Oh. Having the male brain, you can't really multitask. So as soon as I saw the the cricket award truck come right 18th of September finals day, that's in the brain. It shoves out birthday of your firstborn son. So <laughs> I was like, "You doing anything 18th of September?" Yes, yeah, 2020 finals day. No, you know. So okay, yeah. So I said to Hannah, sort of Friday morning, right? Um, I'm going to Edgbaston 18th of September finals day. He's like, no, you're not. Do you not remember what day it is again? This is Pepper bloody Pig World all over again. Birthday. oh shit! so yeah so Dan you yeah, to... on the other
2: hand, on the other hand I hear your pepper pig podcast is going really well oh so, I, I you tell you what we, we go there, through it
1: all you. yeah there's there's layers to pepper pig that a lot of people myself included have never found it's uh yeah have you either of you to ever been to pepper pig world
2: <laughs> I, I, it, it's not an experience <laughs> I I've enjoyed so um, <laughs> No, maybe in the off-season.
1: Well, it's only a small part of uh, a a much larger theme park, so there is uh, something for everybody there, Um, even if you do have to spend most of the day in the Peppa Pig World bit. I've said Peppa Pig World far too many times on this cricket podcast already. Um, Dan mentioned about the Cricket Supporters Association earlier. Uh, I'm certainly going to join as soon as uh, uh, I've hit stop on the recording, so that's just cricketsupporters.com. If you want to jump over to that. Um, we're all heading off to the county ground tomorrow? Yep. Great. I'll see you all there. And I think, unless we've got any other business... And that's it for me. Cool. Keep just, up
2: the good work. Thank yep. you for having me.
1: No worries, Chris. Thanks for coming no on. And just one last question. Are there any aliens out there?
2: We don't know yet, but we're working on
1: it. Okay. Fair <laughs> do. Uh, I think there are. I think they're called Gloucester fans. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Uh, thanks for uh, th- yeah. Thanks again for for coming on, Chris. You can catch when's the next Sky at night on the on the TV.
2: Uh, let's see. It will be in a couple of weeks' time. So we've got a live episode, uh, a re- episode recorded live during Q and As from uh, the audience in Chelmsford of all places goes out on the eleventh.
1: Oh, of- you poor sod in Chelmsford. Are they? Are they quite academic in Chelmsford, or were they? Uh- we we, we, we <laughs> shall
2: find out. We've, I know we're answering the aliens <laughs> question. I've seen that on the list already. So oh, okay. we'll, we'll see. But yeah, that's the 11th of September. But you can just look at it on iPlayer. There's a great episode about Jupiter that's up
1: now. Right. Will do. I'll try and get my son involved in that because he, he loves space and all that sort of thing. So great stuff. Right. Uh, catch you both at the county ground tomorrow. Uh, sure, we'll see if you've, uh, you all are loyal listeners there as well. But uh, until we record next, uh, for Chris and Dan and Anthony, who's probably on his... Seven or eighth uh, bottle of uh, cider at, <laughs> up at the Bath of West Country Show. We'll catch you next time.